Welcome to Empowered for Life, a weekly audio podcast with Pastor Dr. Dwight A. Smith, teaching the Bible with clarity and relevance, tackling today's topics and issues, bringing healing and restoration into the lives of hurting people. Hello, greetings and welcome. I'm your host, Pastor Dr. Dwight A. Smith, here with podcast episode number nine, Accessing Kingdom Teachings that Relate to Daily Living. Hello, greetings and welcome. Welcome back to Empowered for Life. I'm your host, Dr. Pastor Dwight A. Smith. Some of you may have been asking the question, why have I been spending so much time talking about God and Jesus when it seems that these are elementary. However, I have discovered that in building a building, you first must lay a foundation. And if the foundation is laid improper, incorrect, then the building would not be able to stand properly. And many times it would have to be destroyed in order to rebuild and start again with putting in a proper foundation. And so we start with the foundation because there are many of you who have a misconception, a misunderstanding. Your concept of God has been confused. It's been confused by those who would have you believe something that is not truth. And so we began with talking about God because God is the beginning of all things. God is the creator of all things. And we began with the character and the nature of God, the unchangeable aspects of who God is, because unless you understand God's character and God's nature, you will begin, as many people have, to blame God for things that God did not even and is not even doing. How many of you have heard things like God put this sickness on me or God killed my uncle or my brother or my sister or even even real estate and insurance companies will tell you that when nature occurs that it is an act of God that that storm or that flood destroyed your house. And so they blame it on God to be able to keep the insurance money and not to have to to pay you. And so many people have the wrong concept of who God is. And if we begin with the wrong concept of God, if we begin building on the wrong foundation, then the building in which we build, no matter how tall it is, will not be a proper constructed building. We would end up being more like the leaning tower uh, because the foundation is wrong. And the same with Jesus. If we do not know who Jesus is, if we have the wrong concept of Jesus, if we have the wrong information and the knowledge of Jesus, if we are just believing that Jesus was a prophet and a good man, if we just believe that he was a man who spoke truth, then we will 
be of all men most miserable because if that's all we believe and accept as truth, then what we have done is we have taken away the very fact that his blood was the sacrificial blood of the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. And if his blood has not taken away the sin of the world, then we are of all men most miserable because we are still living in sin. And there's no possible way to be redeemed, to be reborn, to be regenerated, to be born again, to be cleansed of our sins and our iniquity. And so we must understand, first of all, who Jesus is and understanding who he is and understanding what he did, understanding that Cursed is every man that hangeth upon a tree, and, and understanding that when that prophecy was spoken concerning uh, Christ being hung upon a tree, that was not even a punishment or a act of violence that was done in the nation of Israel. Um, or among the Jewish or Hebrew people, uh, that came later as a act of Roman discipline. And so when it was prophesied that Jesus would be hung upon a tree and that he would bear the curse, understand what he's bearing in the curse, that he bears your sin, he bears your iniquity, he bears the generational curses, he bears your sickness, he bore your diseases, he bore all of these things in his own body. Now, understand this, if Jesus carried your sin, if he carried your diseases, if he carried your sickness, if he carried your iniquity, if he carried your generational curses in his body, then you no longer have to carry these things in your body. But many of us still carry them because we have the wrong concept. We have the wrong understanding. We have the wrong belief system concerning Jesus. And some of us only think that he came to save us. If, yes, the Bible says he was seeking to save that which was lost, but we must understand that the Greek word for salvation is sozu, and sozu means to be healed, mind, body, soul, and spirit. It means he came to make you totally whole, physically, mentally, and emotionally. He came to restore that which was lost when Adam and Eve committed the act of treason and ate from the tree of knowledge of good and evil and fell to sin and death. He came that we might receive life the Zoe, the God kind of life, the life of God, that we might live eternally. And we must understand that eternal life does not begin when we die. Eternal life begins the moment we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior. So it's important for us to understand that if we do not start with the proper foundation, if we do not start with Jesus the Christ, if we do not believe that he bled, suffered, and died for you and for me, then we will remain in a state of sin. And so that's what religion does. Religion keeps us from accepting what was done. It denies that he is the son of God. It denies that he lived a righteous life, a life free from sin. 
It denies that he lived a life of holiness, separated, set apart from sin and unto God, and lived that life in a way that he went about doing good. The scripture tells us, history tells us that he exists. Some people even try to wipe him out of history, saying that Jesus never really existed, but that, that the Bible merely speaks of a concept, a metaphor, a typology, and that all of this concerning Jesus is really just a typology, and that he is not really the only way to God the Father, that there are many ways in which you can obtain oneness with God. There are many ways that you can obtain righteousness. There are many roads that lead to God. However, the scripture does tell us that Jesus made the confession himself. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. He says, I am the door. By me, if any man enters, he shall be saved. So he's saying we must enter through the door. He says, if we come any other way, we come as a thief and a robber. So if we try to get to God by any other means, by by any other religion, by any other concept, by any other intellectual enlightenment, we come as a thief and a robber. Jesus says that he is the way. He says, I am the light of the world. I'm the light that shined in darkness. And what he's saying is he is the illuminated truth. He is the word of God. In John chapter one, it said in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. So we find that the word was in the beginning with God. All things were made by the word and without the word was not anything made that was made. In the word was light, and that light was the light of men. So we find that Jesus is the light that is the light of men, lighting up darkness so that we can see our way back to God the Father. Then it goes on to tell us that the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld the glory, the glory, the true nature of the only begotten Son of the Father, full of grace and truth. So here John lets us know that Jesus is the only begotten Son of the Father, that he is indeed the Son of God, but it also allows us to know that as many as would receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior, for as many as would receive that he was the sacrificial lamb that was slain for the sins of the world, for as many as would receive that his blood was the blood that cleansed us from our sin and our iniquity, that upon our receiving what he did to redeem us from sin, that what has transpired for us is that we have been made like unto him and we have become sons of the living God. We have become heirs and joint heirs with Christ. And so it becomes essential, it becomes important, it becomes imperative that we come to a place of knowing we've got to know in our knower. We've got to know beyond the shadow of a doubt. We've got to know with confidence. We've got to have confidence in God. We've got to have confidence in Christ. We've got to believe these words are the word of God and that this is the truth of God. 
and that this is the re reality of God and we've got to believe it and not be shaken. And so because our foundation is built improperly, because we have not received the instructions that we should have received concerning Jesus the Christ and concerning God the Father, we have been building, building on a faulty foundation and in building on the faulty foundation, we are easily shaken by all kinds of doctrine and all kinds of words and all kinds of religious jargon that have been thrown our way in trying to get us to believe that Jesus and what he did and what he taught and what the apostles taught us after his death, burial, and resurrection is not the truth of God's word, even to the point of not believing that the word of God is the truth. And so there are many who will tell you that the Bible is not even true, that the Bible is uh, uh, full of errors, that the Bible has false concepts in it, that the Bible was written by men. And yes, the Bible does tell us that it was written by men. It says that they were holy men. And we must understand what holiness means. It means that these were men set apart by God unto God for the purpose of writing these particular books or portions of scripture, uh, the Canaan, that they wrote and that they were holy men and they were inspired or breathed on by God to write the words in which they wrote. So they were moved by God to write those words. And so we understand that these words being inspired by God are indeed the word of God, that the, the power of God that went into the breath of God that breathed on them and inspired them to write is confined in the word of God. And that's why the word of God tells us it's that it is a living, active uh, uh, word, that it is life, that it is spirit. It means that there is something in the word of God that as we read it, as we study it, as we learn it, it transforms our heart. It renews and restores our mind. It brings us to a place of life and light and illumination. It helps us to understand how to live in a relationship with God, how to live a life that is pleasing unto God, how to live a life that will cause the blessings of God to overtake us. Hallelujah. How to live a life that will cause us to be different, a chosen royal priesthood, a holy nation, sanctified, set apart by God so that we become a mirror, a example, that we become a living epistle, that when people see us, they know that there's something uniquely different about the way we live our lives and there's something uniquely different about us and that they can see in us the joy of the Lord, which is the strength of God's people, that we understand that as we come to know who God is and who Jesus is, that we obtain a joy that comes from the word of God, joy unspeakable and full of glory, joy that empowers us, that strengthens us, that encourages us, that keeps us flowing in the things of God. And so we must understand that it's essential, it's e important that we establish a strong foundation for there is coming a time 
when our very structures may be shaken. But if our foundation is established on Jesus Christ, if our foundation is established on the word of God, if we have true and proper understanding and belief of who God is and who he is to us and who we are to him, if we understand that we are children of God, that we are sons of God, if we understand that as Jesus is our high priest, as our brother, that we have obtained an inheritance and that as he is, so are we in this earth. As we come to understand the power, the authority, the ability that have been given to us, as we come to understand the power that have been left with the church, the power to overcome darkness, the power to overcome sin, the power to overcome wickedness, the power to overcome the devil, the power to bring about transformation and change, the power to cause life to come in the life of those who are in darkness, that we are like a candle, not lit to be hidden under a basket, but that we are a light to shine in dark times, that we are to shine in our neighborhoods, that we are to shine on our jobs, that we are to shine in our schools, that we are to shine in our communities, that we are to shine among our families. We've got to start with the right foundation because unless we have the right foundation, we cannot live the life that Christ has declared is ours before those who would look at us and declare that they have been with the Lord. Even Peter, when Peter sought to deny the Lord Jesus Christ, the young lady who saw him said you have been with the Lord he says no I don't know him she says yes you have been with the Lord I know you've been with him because even your speech gives you away see yes that's the way we're supposed to be we're supposed to be transformed in such a way we're supposed to be metamorphosized in such a way that when people see us that even our very speech will give us away yes our speech we're supposed to talk different from the way that they talk we're supposed to live different from the way that they live we're supposed to be a light that shine in darkness so that they understand that we have been in the presence of an awesome God that we have a relationship with God through the Lord Jesus Christ that we have a hedge of protection by the blood of Christ surrounding us and that nothing no enemy nothing by any means can harm us nothing can come against us because we have the power of an awesome God the God who created the universe the God who spoke all things into existence yes we have that same power abiding on the inside of us we have that same power living in us and that that power gives us the ability to speak the word of God, to speak the truth of God, to declare a thing, to call those things that be not as though they were, that gives us the power to speak for out of us flows the truth of God's word out of us flows the issues of life we can say as David said thy word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against thee that we can live free and separated from sin we can live every day as we live this life we can live it a holy life a life set apart unto God we can live a righteous life we can live it in right standing with God and in right standing with man we can arm ourselves 
ourselves with the full arm of God and walk in the peace of God and have the faith of God upon our hearts with the breastplate of righteousness, taking the shield of faith and the sword of God's word, we can live as a victorious Christian life. We can live in victory. We can walk in victory. We can declare victory over our lives. And as a victorious warrior, as a victorious Christian, because we have established a firm, impenetrable foundation. We have established a foundation that's unshakable, unmovable. We have established a foundation built on the word of God, built on the awesomeness of Jesus Christ and God the Father. We have established a foundation that no ramrod can come and destroy. We have established a foundation that the enemy cannot penetrate, cannot destroy. Even Jesus made this statement Satan has no place in me if we obtain the right foundation Satan will not get a foothold he will not get a footing he will not get a place not even the witches the warlocks the black arts will have the ability to come against us for we have the power of a great awesome mighty God we have the power of the Lord Jesus Christ we are cleansed and washed and purged and purified by the blood of Jesus and we have the blood of Jesus all over us we have the blood of Jesus encircling us our foundation our borders our hedges have encircled us and we are protected even as Job was protected and the enemy cannot penetrate the hedge so yes we are beginning with the with the character and the nature of God. Yes, we are beginning with the, the prophecies concerning Jesus Christ being God in the flesh, being Emmanuel, being the son of the living God. Yes, we are beginning with the prophecies that have been spoken that only he could have fulfilled, that only he, through his life, his death, his birth, his burial, his resurrection have fulfilled every one of these prophecies to the letter, to the dot, and to the very end of each of these prophetic words. He has been the one who has fulfilled them. And because of that fulfillment, we can depend, trust, and rely on the truth and the validity of the word of God and who he is, that he is the one who have come to transform our lives. He is the one who by his blood have cleansed us. He is the one by his blood have purified us. He is the one by his blood have made us righteous. And yes, if we take away Jesus the Christ, if we try to live our life by any other means, by any other religion that denies that Jesus is the Son of God, if we try to live by any other way trying to get to God, yes, we come as a thief and a robber, and yes, we deny our uh, very existence as sons of the living God because the only way we can be a son of the living God is to accept Jesus Christ to accept what he has done to accept the fact that he is the sacrificial lamb sent by God to cleanse us of our sin and our iniquity and by doing this we establish the right foundation we establish the ability to build a strong and impenetrable relationship with God the Father and and it is through this that we will live a victorious, a triumphant Christian life. So yes, we have to begin with 
the sincere milk of the word of God, we have to begin with establishing a foundation, the foundation of who is God and what does he want? And is Jesus God? Is he really the son of God? Once we have established this foundation, then we can build our lives a skyscraper unto the Lord God. And so I urge you, if you have not listened to the earlier podcast, if you have not listened to the podcast concerning the character and the nature of God, if you have not listened to the podcast about who Jesus is, I urge you to go back to the beginning and to begin to listen to the podcast concerning who God is and then as to who Jesus is because by doing so you build a foundation line upon line precept upon precept here a little and there a little and you will come to understand who God is the nature and the character of God and you will come to know who Christ is who Jesus is the offices that he functioned in why he obtained different names and by doing so, you will establish a proper foundation in the word of God so that from this point we can move forward and you can grow in grace and in the knowledge of God that you can be transformed into the very image of Jesus the Christ. For that is God's desire for us that we be in the image of God. For as he created Adam, the Bible says he created man in his likeness and after his image and gave him dominion and authority to rule. And so we need to get back to that place of the likeness and the image of God and back to that place where we are walking in dominion and authority and that we are reigning and ruling as kings and priests unto the Lord our God. So I urge you, if you have not listened to the earlier podcast, to go back and listen to them so that you too can establish the proper foundation in the word of God and grow in grace and the knowledge of God. And so I say unto you, God bless you and God keep you. God make his face to shine upon you and give you peace. Shalom, shalom. If you are ready to shake off religion and tradition, to be, to do, and to have everything God purposed for you, then continue to tune in as we answer your questions and reveal to you the mysteries and secrets of the kingdom of God. Feel free to email us your questions and prayer requests at TV at aol.com. That's TV at aol.com. Or visit us online at www.empoweredforlife.tv. Again, thank you for joining us, and we look forward to sharing the Word of God with you.